Welcome to the Force Matters podcast, powered by Motusi. I'm J.D. Romick. And I'm Jonathan Ang. We're here to have disruptive, inclusive, and informative dialogue at the intersection of technology, research, and clinical practice. Our promise to sort through the BS so you don't have to. Our focus is what matters to your musculoskeletal health. Welcome back, everybody. Here with another episode of the Force Matters podcast. I'm Dr. J.D. Romick. And I'm John Eng. We are going to spend today talking about tech in the clinic. Uh, I don't proclaim to be an expert by any means. It's not uh, like you're starting a company based out of technology. So well, you're definitely not an expert, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> it's cool. We're going to talk about this uh, awesome tech conference John went to called CES. What does that mean? The Consumer Electronics Show. So cool. And we're going to talk a little bit about John's experience there. Maybe he ran into an OT there, which was fun. And it's not typically a PTOT conference. It's more about tech and the future of innovation, how sport technology and ret- return to sport technology made a very poor showing, and how you can adopt technology better in the clinic. So really stoked about this episode. Um, and we're going to be at CSM. We've got a couple of really amazing guests coming on the podcast. So uh Stay tuned, like, subscribe, and enjoy the show. You know, CES is so not like PT. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's there's very little clinical aspect of anything there, right? This is consumer electronics show, right? So it's yeah. IoT, it's it's you know drones, it's VR, it's electric tools, it's electric vehicles, it's it's everything that consumers can buy. Um, but to TVs, to cameras, and it's, it's the future, it's now, um, but it's not, it's all marketing, it's not, it's all product, it's not, it's, it's not a clinical focused place, right? Um, yeah. But I think when we, what I came back so excited from CES sort of why I was so excited is here we are a small little company that is focused on the physical physical therapy space right or movement science space but what the application for what we're doing is hugely applicable to so many things yeah and having someone as large as Bosch invest the amount of time, resources, and money. Capital, (laughs) yeah. To showcase us an entire day on their stage was, it said to me like, holy shit, we could really make an impact, not just in physical therapy, but as PTs, as movement scientists, as health professionals impact the greater good of society through this technology platform. Because yeah, you can help in the clinic, but it's, you know, what do we do for product testing or engineering testing that Bosch is doing on new steering column technology? And how does that impact the body? You know, yeah. or, uh, you know, we have, you know, Bosch has this 
uh, other sensor that goes into other automobiles and how does that impact the forces on the body based on this simulation, right? I mean, just those couple cases alone, you know, you know, if we think about the impact we have as PTs, I think I came back so psyched because, you know, I've, I've sort of made this slight growth or slight change in my perspective where it's like, oh, I, I, I can only help so many people with my hands, yeah. right? But with technology, we can help that many more people. But I think I was already just still limited thinking it's just PT. But coming back from CES, I'm like, holy crap, like this is bigger than that because we could help the world, right? We could just yeah. help humanity in some regard uh, with with the, you know, what they call the the first AI-enabled on-body area network, right? That's just a bunch of fancy words to say, put a bunch of sensors together on the body and tell us what it means. Yeah. Right? And and when you measure the things that matter, like we talk about, that's pretty useful information for engineering companies, for huge tech companies, for hospital systems, for yeah. you and I down to the yeah. clinic level. I know. I keep thinking about that with the evolution of tech, you know, why can't PTs be the ones, because we're movement scientists, why can't PTs be being the ones instead of denying change and not wanting change, not wanting another thing to do in the clinic, but to be driving this better look at the things that matter because we know so much. There are things that we do that don't matter. And there are things that people, pe conditions people have that just moving more might help them more or moving less and getting less overuse in a certain area. and. Um, loading the body differently can also help. So thinking about the innovation that can lay in front of us if we harness it and use it instead of resisting change. You and I were just talking about resisting change. Like we we don't like incorporating things that are new because at first it's not efficient, at first it's cumbersome, but then pretty soon it's the way the world works and it's what people are doing. Mm -hmm. Like we can do anything from the computer in our pocket now and you see sometimes how resistant people are to change even with their cell phone, but how much that's revolutionized our ability to connect and get things that we need faster. So I just look at it like that. So, so I'm curious what the, uh, what, were there some cool tools that you saw at CES that you thought, hey, this could be either a cool tool that PTs use or I've never seen this before and I, now I'm like shocked we can do this. Yeah, you know, it was interesting. I CES this year, and, and we were talking about this, uh, you know, Alex, our, our head of product, and, and it was, in some ways, we were really underwhelmed with mm. with the technology this year at CES. Interesting. It Nothing seems super innovative. Mm -hmm. An example is that we, we walked through the sports tech zone. Mm-hmm. Last year, it was packed and it had, you know, every home fitness thing you could think of. Uh, there wasn't even a home fitness company represented this year. Interesting. Why do you think that was? I, you know, I think there's probably, you know, the quote unquote end of COVID slash uh, people are going back to the gym. They want to actually engage. Mm. It's, it's, you know, none of those home fitness companies are, are, busting through the ceiling anymore like they were yeah. a couple of years ago with stock prices and whatnot. So, you know, they're probably rethinking 
their marketing strategies. Um, <laughs> it was significantly smaller. It was more, there was some sport focus, but really the sport focus was golf. There was two simulators, basically mm. a fake club with a sensor in it. And a hold the phone, right? So there was, you know the, you know the ab wheel? Oh yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> that has been made smart. No way. Yeah. As if it wasn't torturous enough. Now, now they can, uh, I, I don't what, know. What do you do with that? I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. It was comical. Uh, but it had an app with it now. Interesting. Yeah. You can do one more rollout than you could two days ago. Yeah. I don't know. What do you, how do you track that? There was some it? electromagnetic resistance to it. Oh, okay. But I don't know that I call that innovative. Yeah. How many, I don't know how many people would be clamoring to get that. You get, you buy an ab roller, then you put it in your closet because you're like, that thing sucks. <laughs> it's too hard. <laughs> so now let me add some tech to it and I'll hate it the same yeah <laughs> and i don't even know what the price point was but i it, i can't believe that that was if i walk away from the sports tech section i'm like oh that's what i remember stop it no i'm not kidding that's it that's rough that is brutal i will say one of the coolest things i saw were electric powered rollerblades oh that's pretty cool and dangerous can you imagine and dangerous. shooting and of <laughs> shooting course it came out of a european country right it came out of the, the french right and <laughs> It, no offense to any French people. Yeah, no, not at all. But I mean, it just I, I've I've I have a patient who actually goes and rollerblades the Berlin Marathon every year. What? It's a thing. That's amazing. It's so European. It's but it's awesome. It's that so, is so awesome. hilarious, right? Twenty miles an hour, these things go. Stop. That could like cause an injury. <laughs> PTs over here are like that's too fast. <laughs> PTs are like. Man, you add that to barefoot running, you add that to five finger shoes, CrossFit, and um, Born to Run, and we're just, you know, we're job security forever. Yeah, we're maxed out. This is great. (laughs) Hilarious. So a few, I have gotten actually some feedback. I know you have as well. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say we're getting hundreds of people calling in, but a lot of people that are interested in some of the technology being used in clinics, Mm. um, some things you know, velocity-based training, flywheel training. I don't know if there's some other things that you've been um, hearing about or getting questions about. Um, I don't mean to deviate too much from the mm-hmm. CES, the conference you went to, but what are your thoughts about velocity-based training and or like flywheel training? Yeah, so flywheel training, gosh, back in, I don't know, 2013, 2012, we we got a K box and flywheel training. I will say has a lot of efficacy. It it really came out of I want to say Northern Europe uh, because it, it was a, a lot had to do with hockey training. Mm-hmm. So it may have been the Swedes or the Norwegians. Um, you're gonna have to totally fact check me on this. Yeah. Matt spitball in here but I do feel like it came out of there and what is so valuable valuable about it is the amount that you can do with it in such a small space mm-hmm. and the type of loading that you do on your tissue yeah can you describe what it is yeah so or how did you use it I don't know if it's like centrifugal or trend centrifugal remember you know how there's those- centripetal Yes, centripetal or centrifugal. 
I forget which one it is, but it's that type of force because the size of the wheel that you put onto the machine is determines like is there more resistance or less resistance. I'm gonna Google a picture. Keep going. Yeah. And you really sort of like you it you wind it up and then as you pull it unwinds and then winds back on itself. So at any time in your movement, essentially whatever max power you generate, you also have to decelerate. And so what that translates into in practice is you are maxed out at every point in that full movement. Okay. And so you're per applying max resistance of your own muscles to this, this um, force that you're trying to slow down. Yeah, I mean, it, it matches it. Basically, like you have to match one for one. Whatever you put in, you have to you have to slow it down too, and then you have to regenerate it again, and then you have to slow it down, and then you have to regenerate it again. And so, the the fu muscular fatigue is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, the recruitment aspect is fantastic, and you can do it in a really small space. So, from an efficiency standpoint, uh, it, it, it's something that really every clinic should have. Um, so every, every clinic should have some, some type of training that mimics or that performs eccentric loading. Yeah. I mean, one challenge is that they're fairly expensive, right? So, um, you know, do you need to have it? No. I mean, can you create some level of uh, eccentrics with, with, uh, heavy bands? Yes. Can you do that with, with, you know, kettlebells and dumbbells right. and, and traditional equipment? Abs yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's 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 sort of reserved. It seems like for the performance side of things. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't have to be by any means. Yeah. Right. Because anybody can really access this. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a it's a really really steep learning curve. Like it's fast. You okay. get on it and you go, ooh, that really tugged me. But then the minute you get tugged, the next time you're fine. You you figure this out pretty yeah. quickly. No, that's super interesting. Um, so is there anything that you're currently like excited about utilizing in the clinic in terms of like technology integration. I know we talk about that a lot on the show, but we, we are getting questions. People want to adapt, people want to change and PT, PTs want to change practice. Mm -hmm. What other ways have you seen technology um, improving clinic practice? One thing that I actually really stumbled upon, which, uh, you know, I'll fully admit, and I've said this before, that I'm not the first person to bring in a, a ton of technology into the clinic. Uh, changing, changing here, but one thing I stumbled on was this really tiny piece of technology called uh, the Firefly. Okay. And the Firefly, you know, has a very specific use case or purpose. But the Firefly is essentially a an e-stim device. It's a disposable e-stim device that simulates the peroneal nerve, and it looks like a little watch. Yeah, it almost looks like a watch band with an up and a down button and a little blinking light. And it, it it sits just on the sort of right along your fibular head area, right? Like mm -hmm. just below the kneecap. And it stimulates that peroneal nerve to get fasciculations of those muscles. And I I stumbled upon it at a at a TSAC conference. It was a National Strength and Conditioning uh, Tactical conference and 
I was like, what is this little thing, right? Yeah. And I started talking to the sales guy and it turns out it was developed by a physician working with a lot of diabetic neuropathy patients that wanted a device that could be better than, my dog is really excited about this Yeah, your dog's super excited. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That wanted a device that could help his patients improve their lower lower extremity circulation, mm-hmm. but wanted them to be mobile. And so in place of pneumatic compression, uh, developed this, this piece for the medical side of things, right? FDA approved and all that stuff. And then uh, when they started doing trials, apparently I guess they realized that it was like three times more effective than pneumatic compression. Which at- is so shocking to me and i i want to know more about you know pneumatic compression and like what it's really great for but we talked you're talking about diabetic neuropathy Mm -hmm. and creating circulation like i guess what are some of the implications of if you do increase that three times yeah so like the you know i I, the cheesy term of flushing right like Mm -hmm. you flush flush the legs out um you know, the inpatient PTs will get this big time, right? Because, yeah. you know, they, they, they use these boots all the time mm-hmm. um, from a re- rehabilitative standpoint f- because people are bedridden, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, in the performance side of things, you know, the, the name of like Normatec boots will come out. Yeah. And um, they, you know, it's a recovery aspect, right? Yeah. So, you know, you push yourself really hard and whether it's, you know, you're training for a marathon or whether you're, you know, got a huge AMWOT or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, is that the right terminology? Like, are you talking about as workout style? As many reps. AMRAP? Uh, AMRAP. That's Am, what it as is. As many yeah. reps as possible. Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, you do that and it, it makes your legs feel fresher the next day. That's interesting. Um, and we can maybe tag the people in the show notes or at them in our like Instagram post or something in case you're interested in, in more about this mm-hmm. recovery tool. Well, going back to that point of not bringing a ton of technology into the clinic of, aside from Matusi was I, I saw this firefly thing, thing and I tried it. And you know how you feel when you stand up all day at a show or you're walking yeah. around an expo or whatnot. You're just, your dogs are barking, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I put two of them on and at the end of the day, I felt great. Hmm. And then I started testing it as you know after my long runs and whatnot and kind of comparing that to you know graduated compression tights you know yeah. which always say oh you know they're going to do great things for you and and i actually i i do believe in graduated compression tights they 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 mm-hmm. seem to make a big difference and they recommend uh, them a lot even for women who are pregnant or mm-hmm. anyone that needs a little bit better circulation um down their legs and thinking about diabetic and diabetic neuropathy mm-hmm. like it it sounds like it's effective, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. So, and the benefit so much for why I think the Firefly is such a game changer is that it is mobile, meaning mm-hmm. I don't have to sit there for twenty five minutes in Normatec boots with my feet up and in the lounge chair and headphones on. Right. Uh, you know, you can be flying. Mm-hmm. You can be on the bus. You can be at work. Yeah. You can. You can. It actually doesn't even set off the alarm at the airport because I've done this before. You walk through That's security cool. and it doesn't even set it off. Uh, but it is, it's so convenient and come to find out every professional athlete is using these. Every, every collegiate team is using this. Every professional organization are using these. Unfortunately, they are disposable throwaway 30 hour units, but 
innovation will happen and and somebody will come along with a rechargeable unit that is save the waste and yeah makes it more um yeah reusable so i completely skipped over velocity-based training i got really excited and Mm. squirrel-brained so um more about velocity-based training technology uh, our friends Ryan Boggess and Eric Jernstrom, I know they use it in their practice, and we had them on a couple episodes ago. If you haven't listened to it, I highly recommend listening. They're amazing clinicians. We love them. HQPT represent. So um, tell us more about it and like maybe it's a tool we can use. Yeah. Quick note back on to the flywheel training, right? So KBOX was kind of one of the original things, and this was, you know, 10 plus years ago. Uh, nowadays, there are actually several more products and options out there on the market. So yeah. ones that clip on to squat racks, right? Yeah, I've that, seen those. That you can use for, for upper extremity. Uh, and so, and, and super tiny and compact, right? Like mm-hmm. these awesome units. So, you know, if you, all you need is a squat rack in your place or right. some mount on the wall. So right. uh, very, very convenient tools to use, right? Um, probably takes, well, yeah, it absolutely takes less room than dumbbells. Kind of like the tin deck as well, which is like another kind of cheaper method. It's like $150, $160, and $160 that can be kind of like a dynamometer that connects to your phone and gives you force output. So Correct. Anyway, so that was another thing I know we talked about with them, but I love those two pieces of tech. It sounds like they're super helpful. But Yeah, so velocity-based training, you know, it's, it's very simple, right? You put a put a sensor on a bar or right and you you capture i think the important thing to remember about velocity based training is that it's an output measure right mm-hmm. it's similar to a sprint time similar to hit tracks where you're going to get exit velocity off the bat you know um, it's it is a it's an output measure not necessarily the input measure if that makes sense right, right? and the way that i sort of de- define those two things is it's like that's an outcome, and but Motusi really understands what goes into that outcome. When yeah. you combine those two two yeah. understandings together, now you're training t- from both directions towards whatever it is that you want to, right? So when yeah. you find the outcome that you're looking for, now you can go backwards and go, well, what went into that to make that output mm-hmm. exactly what we wanted? And right. how do we replicate that? Or train it up yeah, exactly. so that we can get the output to be better. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that's where I think the, um, the value of velocity-based training comes out, right? It, it's, it is an outcome measure. So, um, it, and, and for the weight room, that's a great piece. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. So if that's, uh, you know, Eric dabbled a little bit in, wa- in kind of like how he applies it, but not totally his secret sauce. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, it's cool and mysterious and it's clearly working for him. I know. I want the sauce. No, it's cool. No, it's, it's, it's neat to, to see how we can innovate and apply and see just how it grows. Because if we know the inputs or we can get a better sense of is what we're doing effective in training, which you can get that from like one RMs and, and, uh, reps in reserve, things like that. It's kind of helpful. Um, you know, I don't know what else we might need to innovate to, to get there but i like motusi i like that software yeah <laughs> that's pretty great <laughs> yeah well and I, and I will say that there we've we have that full wearable that that people may have seen on the website but uh, a fun development is is from the learnings of being out in the clinics with the technology uh 
the general public is not the same size and shape across right. the board. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I, 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 whether it's fortunate or unfortunate, I don't necessarily see the general public as much as I, I used to. Yeah. And uh, being in the clinics uh, over the past few months, I realized we need a better solution. Mm-hmm. And so our strap solution, which we are debuting at CSM this year. Fun. Super Come excited. see us at CSM. If you aren't coming, uh, maybe check us on Instagram, but come and find us at CSM if you're if you're listening. We'll be at Technopalooza. Yep. Oh, yes. Say more. Yeah, we'll be at Technopalooza. And that is actually, the, the event's kind of changing this year, it sounds like. I was talking to Bob Latz, and it sounds like it's actually Friday night, and it's its own event separate from the uh, from the conference floor, if you will. Mm-hmm. So 6.30 to 8.30 on Friday night. Um, and it's part of a larger gala event as well. So hopefully it doesn't get lost in the shuffle. Hopefully yeah. it's still as, as important as it has been in the past yeah. years. But that's that's where we'll be for sure. But otherwise, we'll, we'll be around the show. So hit us up to, to meet up and check out the technology. Um, we'll, we'll hunt you down or, or we'll meet up yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Sounds really fun. Um, but the idea is that strap system is to go over anything, mm-hmm. right? It's the really specific use case of you're in the clinic, you need to capture and make a quick assessment, capture the data, and take it off, boom, and move on. Right? Yeah. That's the, that's the use case for this. And that's, uh, it, it's exciting that, that, that we have this option now. Yeah. Um, speaking of CSM, speaking of PTs, you went to CES, you ran into an OT? Oh, yeah. So she came and watched the our one of our demos demos right yeah. at the Bosch booth and she came up to me and asked you know is this you know for you know is this are you guys selling this yet and whatnot and I, she told me she's an OT and my first question to her was like what the hell are you doing here yeah <laughs> right? yeah because who I mean this is not a clinically focused event and super cool job she has she tells me that she's you know i think she was from the atlanta area and she works for a hospital system Mm -hmm. and she was telling me that she is the head of adaptive technologies and assistive technologies for her hospital that's actually amazing yeah so her system sends her to ces to look at tech tech and (laughs) that's cool it makes a ton of sense because when you get into the uh the IOT space for the mm-hmm. home, there's a lot for, um, uh, you know, audio, for visual, for different impairments. The technology is there to help with a lot of that. Yeah. And it's all connected technology, right? So instead of historically where things are all separated from one another, it's all this connected stuff now. Mm-hmm. And so that's really where she was, uh, that was her main focus of being at the show was to just being there to check out new technologies and she happened to come and see our our demo and so it was it it was sort of one of those happenstance run-ins where i was like oh you and i can talk the same language here yeah it's like a very she you could almost see her like her stress level come down where we can kind of talk a little smack about all the technology around us Mm -hmm. like and it was, you know, just one of those it's moments fun, where yeah. there was a, a similarity. She was probably just as disappointed about the lack of uh, sports tech or like a return to sport or whatever you saw earlier. Yeah, yeah. But, I, I, it was interesting because, I mean, I think TVs are still such a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the thinner the TV, the brighter the TV, the more pixels or LEDs you can put into it. So funny. Uh, but it, 
really underwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Amazon's really pushing Alexa. Of course. Uh, She's everywhere. Everybody loves the environment right mm-hmm. now and they're sustainable, but not because it's all technology, so it's not sustainable. Yeah. Right. <laughs> totally. <laughs> it's all a bunch of disposable plastics. Yeah. And electronics and and rare rare, rare earth metals. But yeah, I mean, it, it's still inspiring because there is, you know, there's there's stuff happening. But uh, overall, I think there was less stuff to be excited about this year than there was yeah. uh, in the past. Um, so my next question, we were, we we're chatting about this a little bit, is, you know, we don't want us to necessarily give recommendations for what people should have in the clinic because we're not the keeper of all keys. But thinking about the things that we use in the clinic to, you know, maybe this OT is there. And, you know, obviously we're driving, we have similar systems. We have EMRs, we have phones, like we have all these things that we can use in the clinic. Mm -hmm. And some people out there listening don't know what to use in the clinic or they don't have a guidepost. Maybe they're starting on their own. Mm -hmm. I know I started out in the clinic on my own um, Mm -hmm. as a PT and it was awesome. But knowing what type of tech is available to use, what are some things that you really like? Yeah, well, I mean, you already mentioned a couple of things, right? Like you mentioned Tindec. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned also dynamometers, or maybe that was in our handheld, side. Yeah, that was in our side. Handheld okay. dynamometers are amazing. Not just the ones for your hand, but the, the ones that you can put in your palm and push against and do like MMT yeah. style things. Yeah, to get a little bit more objective about that right. About that measure. Absolutely. Uh, I, I will throw the caveat in there is it can be a little bit, you can still bias it a little bit. For right? sure. Like, if you are putting more if you're force pushing than the a patient, shit ton against yeah. your patient and right it's like how can you make it as um raw as possible using just the patient's output not your input as well right and and i've seen some pts do really well with you know creating some sort of stand or some mm-hmm. sort of you know so that it is static itself and the patient right. is exerting the force and like you said right. we're removing our, our input mm-hmm. exactly um you know, I think one of the simplest ways to include tech in the clinic is using what your patient is already bringing with mm-hmm. them. Yeah, that's which interesting. Which is their phone. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I remember, you know, 10 years ago, people being like, oh, is that HIPAA compliant or what? I'm like, I don't, I don't care. It's their phone. They don't care. Right. Right. And maybe that's a bad way to think about it. But Taking their phone, though, yeah, right. Taking their phone and recording them doing their exercise. They will one hundred percent remember it better than a sheet, better than any stick figure, better than anything you write out. So I have patients thank me for taking the video because they're like, it's like you're there with me, taking the video and re-explaining the exercise to me, and I remember it so much better. So it's easily one of the most affordable and user-friendly ways to um, get more technology in your clinic and it's cheap and it's easy and your patients love it. So yeah, and some practical tips on that as well is when you are actually recording, use your finger in the frame. Yes, I do. I point in, right? Yeah. This is where you should feel it. This is where you should not feel it. That's so funny. I do the same thing. And, And the impact of that is they hear your voice, they see themselves doing it, mm-hmm. and then- They have your cue. They, they, it resonates with them. Like it, they, they remember exactly how it felt. 
exactly. and their adherence is just skyrockets to the roof. Yeah. Um, that's the that's the best part of it to mm -hmm. for them to come back and go. That was the single most helpful piece of physical therapy ever, right? Yeah. And it's it it doesn't cost anything. And and uh, if you're not doing it already out there, it's it should be something you just get comfortable with. Yeah. And then your EMR is, I think, the single best thing that can save you time. I know I used Clinician when I first came out, and they had a really nice Mac interface where you could check boxes, copy notes, but WebPT was really cumbersome. And then you introduced me to Jane. The software is amazing. The software is amazing, super user-friendly, and I'm obsessed. So I think your EMR also needs to be something that's user-friendly that you can manage and you're not doing notes for hours on end but you can chart while you're with your patient if you don't have a scribe chart with your patient and finish your note before you're on to your next one yeah or if you're like me and you don't do that with your patient i mean i love the fact that i can finish my charts while i'm waiting in the grocery store line like yeah and not i mean it's it is the most convenient and relevant to our life these days mm -hmm. Uh, piece of tech that I've used in the clinic actually uh, it's it, it allows your patients to have the autonomy to schedule online you set your you know your availability um, it has uh, the customizable options that you would need for mm -hmm. any any practice um, I, I, I will say the one challenge is that it won't scale hugely if you have a ton of clinicians or multiple mm -hmm. um, I mean, it, it works fine for a couple clinicians in a couple locations because that's how I'm doing it, right? Yeah. Um, but if, uh, if you get bigger than that, I think it's challenging. And I think that's where you need to look at, at other options. And, and, and one of the options out there that's doing a really great job is a, is a company called Prompt. Yeah, you, know, you were EMR. that. What is Prompt? Yeah, so Prompt is, is, you know, it's like Jane on steroids, honestly. It's, um, a, it's a... EMR that has all these individual API modules that you can add and subtract and combine in different ways. Um, but, you know, again, like I know it sounds silly, but like to be able to schedule online is not a ubiquitous thing across EMRs, right? right? I mean, most clinics are still in the dark ages where you actually have to call and talk to somebody, yeah. right? Yeah. And none of my patients want to do that. I mean, if they can, they can, they can call Tam and do that, but it's so much easier to email, text, yeah. or log in and just do it yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and pay your bills that way too. Yep. Right. And so it's just the user experience that the patients love about it. And so, right. um, that's the best way that I can ex explain prompt is that it's that Jane experience, but for bigger operations. Yeah, right. It's sense. the scalable option. Right. right? Like and that. one of our partner clinics in uh, at Formotusi just transitioned to that as well. Um, so you can start to see the momentum getting behind this. Yeah. Um, and you know, I've used WebPT before, and and um, you know, no hard feelings to WebPT, but it was just it was really cumbersome, and it wasn't yeah. very user friendly. And you know, I switched to Jane and I didn't realize how great life could be. <laughs> That's pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty nice. No, I love that. So, I mean, keep sending questions in. Hit us up on Instagram if you want to email us, get on our website. Let us know. We're happy to um, either answer your questions on the show, discuss topics that you bring in, and find us at CSM. We'll be there. 
um, San Diego this year. Sunny San Diego. I'm very right. excited. And I sort of want to plug the future episodes coming up about yes. in our podcast schedule here because we're going to have some pretty big names joining yeah. us. I'm big not going to share those names. I know. We shouldn't even tease. Nope. They're going to be awesome nope. though. But it's, it. I think we're going to have some really great conversations and hopefully people will learn things uh, that are applicable the next day, but yeah. also help just stir the pot a little bit right and yeah. make you noodle on some things and in the bigger macro picture as well as the micro picture of what you do day to day so yeah for sure thanks for tuning in like subscribe follow us let's hang out yeah we'd love to get a beer with you yeah or yeah. wine or cider or topo chico yeah man we're putting a lot of plugs out there for people that are not uh necessarily contributing at all to us but yeah that's fine the yeah. world's there's so much to share in this world there is and if we can just make your life one percent easier help push pt one percent more i believe in this profession i believe in movement i think we need to keep keep kicking it so yeah so let's hang out until then <laughs> keep moving, keep moving. <laughs> you've been listening to the force matters podcast we appreciate you tuning in and really want to hear from you if you have questions you'd like to hear answered on the podcast, you can find us at motusi.com on our blog page or DM us on Instagram at motusicorp. See you next time. And until then, keep moving.